we have a lovely channeled guidance going beyond spirituality. And all of the lovely IHP content only resonates with unconditionally loving individuals because those are the individuals who are in a oneness consciousness. And if they've been in this spot forever, since they were born, if you will, then they will only know love cycle. And that means they will know how to be in a space of having flaws and imperfections is normal. We don't need to call ourselves a spirituality process or a human experience. We are our names and we are integrated minds and restorative embodied selves. That is a 5D person who is a oneness consciousness person, which means a human being who understands why compassion focused therapy is essential for every single one of the people that is on this lovely planet called Earth and why mysticism and the holistic realm as well are also of great value due to the beautiful consciousness sphere being a big ball of energy and here's where our lovely lovely sad guru where's the quote of the day um not these ones one second let me go find it here it is Whether you call it a stone, a tree, an animal, a man, a demon, or the divine, everything is the same energy manifesting itself in a million different ways. And so a 5D person in the Enlightenment uh, Soul Age group is not actually in the illusion of those who continue to believe that there exists evil and good. That's for the 4D plane, which are all non-disciples if it comes to taking a look at a Zen master story. So they're not looking to transform from the human perspective. They are all individuals who are using their brain in the absence of being aware that their human elements, so their personal beliefs and opinions and heritage are basically coming up in a form that is a rigid mind, so adaptive child's emotional response, which equates a nervous system in yellow or red. So they're not actually in the effectiveness of their brain. And I will use an example between politics, religion, and social stuff. There's a lot of people who use words and they're not in equanimity as they use those words. You'll know equanimity when you see people speaking and maintaining a tone like what I'm doing right now on purpose. We don't always maintain this tone, but when it comes to any important matters, and I'm not a public spokesperson of societal stuff, I do personal development. So I'm here to support anyone who wants to become their Zen master. It's very fun to say, be yourself and here, let me help to show you the way because I know how to unconditionally love who I am with my flaws and imperfections and recognize that the traditional medieval ages uh, of people who are with pitchforks and they're trying to actually uh, hold back the institution that might be becoming aware, mm, our tone is kind of shame and blame and faulting revenge and kind of go against the actual name Jesus, maybe we should really revisit 
Or maybe it's because the structure has marketer people or whatever words we want to use. And they're like, no, we're really not going to keep moving forward here because nobody believes and is afraid of this entity as much as it used to. This is a very sad, again, medieval ages, man, I thought it would be done. But there are a lot of individuals that when you actually engage with them, one, what was it he said? Um, oh, yes, that's right. As he tried to enter a conversation in a very beautiful way, but he keeps on trying to enter conversation. This is my literate friend who, he's not a literate, but every time he interacts with us, I perceive the illiteracy of the brain. So literally this person is like a blank canvas. And I feel bad because it's like a chalkboard and it's blank and yet there's words that come out of the mouth of the person with i don't know where they got you know because again they're not illiterate so they get piece of information and they're just wanting to make friends so it's it's normal they they come and this is what they do every time and they get better they seem to be a little bit better that makes me happy for them i think they're actually learning how to work with themselves somehow so it feels like they're a little less literate than they were when i first encountered this human being um, long story short, though, they enter conversations, and I have to laugh. So I was having a quantum physics and mysticism conversation with a person who's in a bit of a 4D plane, but they're not 4D because they know about unconditional love. They're actually quite on point. They have yet to tame their own unfortunate unresolved trauma slash demons, and I'm serious when I say demons because... The story is a sad one, and there's not clarity on what level of either beating or uh, physical terror that the father figure of this human being was for this human being who is also somebody who has issues with uh, compulsive activity that involves, from what I've been told, drugs, and they're trying to stop drugs, but they are not always having an easy time with it. And, and unfortunately, here's where the people who need to go beyond spirituality or go beyond their empirical data and really embody, we want to support however we can someone if they're in dysregulated or modulated embodied experience and let's speak to them like a normal person, give them the psychoeducation, which is to unwire what is a wired response to unresolved trauma requires a constant emotional mental and uh, energetic effort on the part of the person now people can't do this when they have those lovely individuals who think they're actually doing something when yelling at others and, and i'm trying very hard me the person here to maintain a tone on purpose because i i envision in the future wanting to be able to candidly express this concept, which doesn't happen when I get Kali mode in me, because I usually then get very passionate and am no longer an eloquent human being that I can be. And when I see 4D people continuing to talk about karmics and evil, I want to really just turn around and be like, you don't know spirituality, you're not even a human, and you're not using your brain, and you're definitely not in any way, shape, or form intellectually something, because this minute right here is where you're using the energy sphere of consciousness to manifest that which you want to tell me you don't partake in. So again, you are obviously in the illusion 
of thinking you're actively doing something. The only thing you're doing is contributing to a horror shit story and you don't even know enough about psychoeducation. To be speaking that, not to mention you have not committed to your spirituality process because if you believe in the law of attraction and manifestation, then every word that comes out of your mouth, you would think about it and you would consistently moderate it. Now, those who are in modulated embodied experiences and they want to still stay with the middle ages and medieval times, they are thinking this is called manipulation. Little do they know that every human being on the face of this planet manipulates their words from whenever they began. And there's a difference between malicious and really those of us who are adults know what maliciousness is, which is why when somebody says, somebody is going to get vindictive, when I've seen readers do this, I'm like, okay, you're perpetuating something really, really, really minimal because even if a human being gets vindictive, unless they're planning which they won't plan. So here's what you learn when you actually learn about mental health because you care about people. Okay, compulsive reactivity is a human being who has no control over themselves. And if they are full-blown narcissist, uh, they, I have had an interaction. This is a very fascinating one. Mm, sociopath, psychopath, you can put them in the same boat. Unless the psychopath is having gray rage, you're good to go, it's fine. And gray rage is something that the psychopath lady who is getting help, who was interviewed, explains. And I'm like, oh, that sounds a lot like loop thinking that happens in a lot of people's brains. But you just don't know how to handle it because, you know, your strategic. It's the way that she was describing how her mind was in a specific uh, space. I'll explain it in a minute. But there is nothing. Oh, my God, how horrible for a smart person. When somebody describes something, we hear what they're saying. And smart, yes, stable, mature, adaptive, rational, teachable. doesn't mean we're uh, in any way, shape, or form empirical. No, we know how to use our integrated mind, which is what I'm using right now. So when I speak words, I actually know what I'm talking about. It's because there is no evil. What there is equates, if somebody is vindictive, they're an adaptive child, they're in their two-year-old plus maybe their teenage brain and whoever knows whatever movies they've watched and they're living in their head. And when they're playing out some scene, in their brain, and they're not actually doing anything. You know what I've seen when people who claim to be Darth Vader, when there's a situation that needs handling, and they're big, humongous. You know what I see? I'm four foot nine, and 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 when I see people emotionally and more hurting themselves, one, I know my stature, so I would not get involved in a brawl because I would not make it out there alive. I would make no difference whatsoever except for get pummeled, which isn't going to do anything. But when I'm seeing a six-foot something not do anything, not even flinch from a chair, and I see a person who is as skinny as a bone who's able to handle something where I'm like, what the fuck? Wow, that's caring right there because you just reacted to save a situation that could go really bad. And in the meantime, we got the Darth Vader dude who's uh, just sitting there in the absence of, oh, yes, after the fact. Oh, you should hear the words that came out of the mouth of those, those people. I love after the fact. It's pretty much like teenagers who say, oh, we got your back. And they instigate something on purpose to create a brawl because that's what insecure people do. It's vindictiveness, really. I don't think it means anything much. Now, if a person uh, gets in trouble, it's unfortunate because, you know, when you actually find out criminology, criminology, where is the one dude? 
His name's Michael something. Oh, he talked about what happens from the 1 to 9, 20. There we go. Michael Stone. And as he points out, is it really legitimate for ordinary folk to use the word evil? Because, you know, it tended for thousands of years to belong to the sphere of religion and philosophy. But he says, I notice people use the word evil all the time. So, you know, in the ordinary life, journalist, I, I figured he's a forensic psychiatrist at Columbia University. I figured I'd, I'd do a scale about evil. And he does his lovely little scale, 1 to 22. So 1 to 9, ordinary people, they get, you know, impulsive murderers. They're not psychopaths. They don't really know what they're doing. They just get taken off and there you go they end up in jail lo and behold there's all the ones who want to say i'm doing something by yelling at all these human beings and telling them how evil they are mm, yeah no you're not doing anything different than the movies uh 9 to 16 they show a fair number of psychopathic traits grandiosity and superficial charm and goodness as well as manipulativeness i've actually been accused in time, because people will see oneness consciousness, those of us who are compassionate beyond reason, they can't believe that there's actual unconditional love out there. And so, you know, hey, the nice thing about being a constant is that they really don't get under your skin. And all they do is create a potentially very heartbreaking situation. And that's about it, because because we know how to love, we actually are already our spirituality, human process without even needing one day of therapy or one day of somatics or one day of spiritual yoga stuff. None of that. As a teenager, when I got pretty clear on, am I going to live life with my heart or do I want to hide it? And hmm, I don't think I want fear to win. Yeah, I don't think that's actually even brave at all. No, you know what? I think I'm going to keep wearing uh, my heart on my sleeve. Oh, thank you, Stephen Porges. It's all over my face. So, yeah, you can think I'm stupid all you want when you're being, what, envious, jealous, manipulative, and which one of the words do we want to use? You know what happens when people who don't know themselves hear stuff like this and they're in modulated bodies? Mm. Transference. They don't like me very much. In fact, they disengage from communicating with me, which is a very good thing because Otherwise, I'd probably keep triggering their very, very upset body that thinks that them standing up in vindictiveness because they have some clairs and they think they know the future mm, is going to make a difference on this planet. No, they're just part of the masses that are right now shouting at each other. And they're the ones, so back to the story, the one illiterate dude, as this other human being and I are having a nice conversation about quantum physics and how the world is going to move beyond spirituality. And on that note, here's where Sadhguru, where are you? Because I wanted to read this one too. As he shares with us, morality is necessary when spirituality is absent. And spirituality pretty much is moving into a sphere of bringing together, one, the good psychoeducators. That's why it's now called yogic science. Because the machines have proven the stuff that yoga, the ancients have shared. And it's good that they're not competing, the wise ones. So, you know, Sadhguru doesn't compete with science. In fact, he uses what science finds. And if you follow him because you're oneness consciousness, you know exactly when he says to love each other. Not because you do what I want you to do. No, you do you, I do me. People like me, I'm a Zen master of myself. I'm a oneness consciousness human being, and that's all 5D and beyond people, by the way. So they only have compassion beyond a reason. That's the only way you're going to ever be a Zen master, by the way. 
is when you can know we all work together and evil doesn't exist. So let me finish reading. You know what's funny is when people think they're intellectually savvy and they fall for grandiosity, superficial charm, goodness, and manipulativeness, and they actually mistake those of us who are loving for this. Oh, because, you know, the truth is that time gives you always the truth. And if you have love in your heart, there's no evil, which is shame, by the way. There's no shame in our hearts. And we don't bullshit either. We actually know when we say, mm -hmm, let me go to 16 to 22. 16 to 22, we have a psychopathic person. So psychopaths have a structural situation. Their brain works in a different way. And the psychopath lady who is getting help, as well as some other people who are interviewed. So let's please start to destigmatize human beings who do get help. And they're not evil. They're people with a brain like you, but their brain works a little bit different, like with bipolar and schizophrenia. So these individuals, if you have a good psychoeducator and a good mystic human being that knows smarts, okay, listen, this right here, your structural dissociation is taking place. I've met few times, but I've met people who want to go down a mystic path, and I say to them, based on what they tell me, you want to read Patrick McNamara, Neuroscience and the Religious Self, that way you can learn about your brain and what's happening right now. Two, I really, really highly suggest that you look into a good somatic experiencing therapist or a good somatics therapist or a good therapist that knows about somatics because your mind and your body need your support to get out of the delusional state. I don't use that word because otherwise they would punch me, but I say out of this, which is really, you're not moving beyond a window of tolerance. Your suffering is not leading you to inner well-being and it is disrupting in a very significant way your relationships, it seems, from what you've just told me. People don't like to hear the truth, but we will tell it to them anyways. Why? Because we actually care. We won't shout it to them. We won't shame it to them. This is the Zen master people. 5D. Oneness consciousness. Pure consciousness. Don't shame. We ain't better than anyone. And that's why those who like grandiosity, because they want the image. So they're projecting to those grandiose. Oh, I want to be like that. And without even being aware of their own deflated ego, because the minute you're looking up, you're looking up at someone who's looking down at you, one. You're not recognizing that you're looking up and you don't want to be yourself. Hmm. And you're actually thinking, hmm, it's normal that I'm my own critic and that I'm the critic of human beings because apparently I know everything. Hmm. I think you don't know the word ego very well and you don't know the word brain and you don't apparently know how to work with your left and right mode right now because you're creating a bullshit line in the very minute that you can be aware of mm, my energy, my emotion right now, it's not in a space of neutrality. There's too many movies that act out this shit as if it's badass, which it's not. As a teenager, I saw no badasses. As I got older, to this day, the only badasses, they're compassionate beyond a reason. And they use their tone and their wits in ways that are fantastically fabulous. And they spread the word of love, not anything else. So they're not judging any type of system in a way of limiting it. No, no, they're part of the solution. Like the lovely UK ex-police officer, I love that man, even though, unfortunately, the person who was interviewing them has a very 
shitty way of creating the titles because it keeps on doing those trends and whatnot. But his message was very, very optimal for hopefully the political leaders heard them. I don't know if they did, but he shares, very simply put, after I don't know how many years of undercover, he realized that, you know, the one thing that everybody in the work he did said, the, what's the word, the mob, basically, the drug lords, uh, they have more money than the police will ever have. And so throughout his whole career, he's getting this thing told to him, and he ends up thanks to undercover, getting one crime family, something like that, one, one, one of them down. But they're immediately replaced by another uh, family because that's how systems work. And so he's speaking about his experience, which is the only thing the person who's interviewing them is interested in because that's where, you know, people who do things for what trends uh, the masses, they don't actually focus on the important material. They're trying to do a sales pitch. So they are actually feeding the ideology right here, the, the inflated egos, yeah, that are deflated. So a person who's actually caring will notice that and be like, man, that could have been so much better. Oh, but they were feeding the masses. Oh, yeah, stop feeding the masses, please. Stop feeding them a story that puts people against each other. But again, like I said, let's put that to the side. So this beautiful human being, he says one thing, and I've shared it with you. He says, and I think they went and spoke either at a UN council or somewhere or someone and it's groups that are systems. And they said, you're going to have to do two things. Either you legalize this shit or you go and shake hands with the mob because otherwise you're not going to do anything about Brazil and wherever it is that we need plants for our environment. So he's talking about environment. He's talking about the deforestation. And he's like, there is no other way. These are your two options. So here's where when people are blindsided by the intricacies of a system and then they're blindsided by their own um, purpose. And so here's where I had a speech that I've shared with you where there was something said and specified. Now, this is the part of why oneness consciousness when in mind, higher human potential, we don't actually limit how we are able to create relational patterns between all pieces of information. And then we're able to see a bigger picture. And so we're able to spot the ones who don't see the bigger picture. Because again, oneness consciousness, pure consciousness, this is where I'm speaking to you from. It's not about spirituality. I am not a spirituality. I am bringing spirituality with spiritual metaphysics, esotericism, and human elements. This is what I do, Maria fill the gap so i translate some things so my focus is not the old soul age group who are not going to be in fact part of the future because spirituality is dead and done with back to my lovely one illiterate dude who said something again as me and this other person are talking about the quantum physics infinite da 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 da, da. he says well they still don't know about the big bang god did the big bang and that was after I had watched a video by Michelle, this amazing physicist lady who said, we will at some point figure out how the Big Bang started. And she was making a beautiful point of saying, you know, you don't have to have faith based on how the world is going to go or not. And she was equating how every time physics uncovers some other piece of life, the people who are believers say, well, you still don't know about the Big Bang. Well, you still don't know about this. So wherever there's still questions about life, people with belief systems of religious, spiritual, stuff like that, stories, 
again, all due respect, there's a story. I didn't need to be told it was a story, meaning as I grew up, I figured it out because it's common sense and it isn't taking away the meaning of life. Oneness consciousness means you stay grounded in your brain as you evolve and expand, which is what I'm bringing to you. So going beyond spirituality is not canceling out. That's for the left brain or people that don't know how to be an integrated mind. So they don't use their right brain. The minute they hear, oh, religion and spirituality don't exist and they're never, ever, ever haven't been true. No, that's not what we're saying. Nobody used the word truth, by the way. Uh, let's take a step back and remind each other your relationality to the subject. So 5D, we have oneness consciousness for a reason and we are not married to information. It's called Mahasamadhi Samadhi, information, subject matters, not me. I'm them, now. no, none of that. I'm a person, I'm speaking. I learn because my brain can assimilate information. Why? Because I want to pay attention. That's the only reason. Because I'm using my brain and right now I'm using my mouth. And when I'm reading my information brain, it's taking in the information. And I'm clear enough to know when I'm perceiving it because this ego called Maria self is always here. So of course I'm the one who's interpreting it with my own visibility of my eyes and my own past experiences. Well, no shit, Sherlock, but hey, let me not project in fact in the future, which we don't do, which is why we're not making statements of, oh, our human species will never make it because they're all, no, yeah. Okay, so back to the Big Bang. One day they'll find out it's not going to make life any more or less meaningless or meaningful for people who live from their heart because that's what an integrated mind can do. Now, love cycle people easily do this. Shame cycle people, let me take a minute or two. They are triggered by people like me because they don't actually calm down and remember one thing, or they don't learn one thing, I should add. The minute you begin to get agitated with another person's belief systems, opinions, ideologies, I call it passion too. But my passion is maintained because I actually get curious about other people's information. And furthermore, as they get into their non-disciple attitude and start to list to me why they're right and, and whatever stories they're telling me, I just don't want to engage anymore. Because now I'm not really in a conversation. Now I'm being given the truth of another person. So I, I'm going to be respectful and leave the floor to the child that needs to hog up the room at this point and give me their entire confirmation bias. And I'm also curious because I might get a good nugget or two out of that. So one, I calm down so that I have the ability to disengage from what is now becoming a little competitive dance that I'm not involved in because I have empowerment and security of myself. And I don't have to engage with you because I don't actually have a competition on board. This is why vindictiveness is not something we note or notice if it ever even happens because we're like, the world does not revolve around me. And if somebody ever remotely was competing with me, I'd be honored because that would mean I'm so important, but I would also feel sad because that would mean they don't even know how to relate to me in any way, shape, or form as a human being. And really, what are they doing with their life except for sitting in the shadows of nothingness? So... The reality is we would feel very, very bad if we ever heard of something like that. And we won't really try finding out because that would also make me get in touch with people who don't want my well-being. The minute you're being vindictive, you actually want me to be emotionally hurt. That means you want me to be sad. 
I have 24 hours in a day. Do you think I'm going to want to be around a person? I don't care what you think you are or not. I'm not going to put my own human being in that space. The minute you do something that heartbreaks me is the minute I'm going to be like, my heart is broken. And the minute you keep on doing it, if I'm stupid, I stick around. I'm not a stupid person. So going beyond spirituality is not about, oh, that's an evil person. No. Back to the one, 16 to 22, clearly psychopathic by all modern definitions, especially serial killers, ones who go in for prolonged torture. This is very unfortunate. Michael Stone, again, what is evil? Question mark, big think. It's a video. Go watch it. It's really great. And so evil are people who are not very well or people who have the structure of the psychopath, so the amygdala doesn't pick up the same way danger. The orbital cortex is shut down or off somehow, so they don't have a break that says, oh, this is not socially acceptable, and their cingulate, something like that, is a very soft Jiminy Cricket voice. So they don't actually hear it loudly, which is why they don't um, have a way to notice the difference until they begin to notice that they are not getting anxiety, heart race, when they do dangerous things. Like the psychopath lady said, I always knew like I'm, you know, doing a lot of these risky things that I could end my life, but I would keep looking for them because they don't have the same way of reacting. So their body actually uh, finds rightly so. And I say rightly so, because imagine if you can't get excited or anxious the way a body of the average bear does okay and there's a specific uh, neuroceptor that isn't as productive in the psychopath's brain so this was another video we talked about and it's a little bit less than the average and, and this specific actual uh, neuroceptor is what the hallucinogens or whatever they're called that they're going to make legal at some point and that they're finding can support people to uh work with their brain, so people who have depression, people who have ADHD, I forget what the, the word is that I'm looking for, but the science has found, and I read through that article as well, that it is this product, these products work because they get into the neuroceptor and they're actually able to do something that is a deficit due to the lack of production of this one. So this is why it's pseudoscience, guys and gals and days. I don't remember all the words, but my regular listeners, if you've been tuning in, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, reach out. I'll go gather my intel because I have all the YouTube videos that I'm mentioning right now and the articles. So there's like a handful of, of them that I could group up. Just remind me what episode. I'll go listen and I'll group it all up and give it to you. So... Long story short, what I was trying to get to is that the psychopath lady, when she describes gray rage, she says, it's a good thing I was at home and I now understand why my psychopath friends can end up in trouble because you literally are offline. And she describes what happened to her. But see, what happened was this person threatened them. So this human being, I don't know if it was work, I don't know if it was personal, but they basically, she said, they taunted me saying that, I would potentially lose my job or I forget what it was, but that they had power over them and that if they didn't, do, it was a threat. I don't know what they threatened. However, this threat is why the person began to think. First, I dismantled, she says, exactly all of this illusion that they think they have some control over me. And she literally was, I think, 
I don't know, physically torturing. I don't know, but she's like, I dismantled all of their idea that they were safe and that they could actually physically do me harm. And then she says, and then I went on to see in my brain, again, how I would destroy their entire career or something like that. So how I would make their life miserable. And it took about 15, 20 minutes, something like that, before she calmed down. And she said, luckily, though, I was, again, locked at home. But this is what I understood as gray rage, which I had been told about it from another friend who is a person who's a psychopath. Now, people would say, oh, psychopaths are dangerous. Not if they're getting help and not if they actually are wanting to become members of society. And most people who end up in a psychology, psychiatry in the actual good, this is the part, we hope they get a hold of good psychoeducators and psychiatrists. And when I say good, I mean the ones who are their own self-empowered functional adults, their own spirituality process, the Zen master people I'm talking about. And so it's people who have compassion beyond a reason, not the other way around. It's people who, when they meet a psychopath or a sociopath or a narcissist in their table, in their room, not the table, but in their room as licensed therapists, and unfortunately, not all of them are here. As pointed out by one of the good therapists who quit their job, but they make it very clear. They worked, I forget how many years. I love this man. Uh, he, I have his name too. And he goes on to explain how his colleagues actually don't handle transference well, meaning they don't lead people to their actual self-awareness and their actual healing journey. If they get transference in a negative way, the therapists up their medication, they send them to other people, they don't actually have the ability to say, okay, let's work with this. They're not able to handle their own emotional self because they're not a grown-up yet. And they're not even objective enough to realize that they just did a bad thing as a licensed something. Because, you know, if you chose to do therapy for your own uh, reasons and not to help people, and, you know, this is the, again, projected ideology, most people, like the one guy who, with his lovely little girlfriend, and I say little because they were both basically, to me, anybody who is not a grown-up is little and they don't have everybody's well-being in mind. So when I see them, it's not even children, unfortunately, because children you can educate. These people are grown-ups, and they think they know what they're talking about. This human being was very interesting, because at first I was so excited to meet a person who said with their girlfriend in almost chorus, we want to help people too. And I was very excited until I began... No, I didn't begin. I got excited, I shared what I was learning, and then their answer... I have a gazillion million ways to contest. They use their contest what you just said. Now, some people say you're reactive. No, no, no. <laughs> the number was exaggerated. The word was contest. And I was sharing information that I thought they would know because they are in the field. So now my brain was tickled because see, self-empowered people, we don't get offended because somebody wants to contest what we have to say. We're not trying to prove anything. <laughs> we know what we're talking about which is why we also don't get pissy when people get into their little, oh, I don't like you for who you are. I'm so sorry. You don't have to be around me, actually. There you go. That's good. There's a big world out there. Like with the, with the lovely, uh, what's his name, our naysayer. He didn't have to react to the video, but I'm happy he did. It gave us a whole episode. So when people actually don't do what they do because they need a platform, but we do what we do because we care, we're accepting of criticism and of reactiveness, and it's because we really do care. So 
we're understanding. When people have said some of the stuff you say is stupid, I know. I say, yes, it is. I get it because your brain isn't following along like my brain doesn't follow along with the, some of the stuff you say. The difference is I won't call you stupid because I think that's an insult and it's not true. You're not stupid. Nobody's stupid. This illiterate person, I tease, but it's a teasing not in the sense of the person's actually illiterate, but that's how their brain feels because they try to participate in conversations and they just are always off. Like, I don't even know how they keep thinking. This, <laughs> this is the part that... I, again, forget um, that people live in their state of consciousness. So they, they actually somehow uh, fit. They think they can fit. Anyways, moving forward with our conversation. Um, the people who recognize that nobody is evil, it's because we recognize that when people are reactive, so vindictiveness is in the mind of a person who, in one way, shape, or form, has lack mindset because they have a defectiveness button and they're not aware of their actual insecurity. And now they're not aware of them doing something that indicates the value another person can potentially hold for them and that they're completely in the space of thinking they're never going to have it or something like that. And so it's like a double-edged, triple-edged sword because there isn't any hell. You're not married. Nobody's going anywhere. Like all these people that oh, I'm married to the devil. No, you're not. It's a bullshit way for you to talk about shit that you don't even know. So at, back to tangible example land, when people actually can't maintain a bullshit story and uh, they begin to feel in different ways and shapes and forms that what's the word, they can't actually make this story stick. Vindictiveness is really a person who will think they can get another per, under another person's skin. Now, if it's to the extent of being a physical threat, and obviously these things can happen, but you'd have to be around a person in a way of blinders, and some people, they are, unfortunately, and they end up going to the police and getting help. Or they don't, and that's even worse. So in order to support our entire community, this is every country, not just one, and worldwide, we want good psychoeducators. We want good mystics. And when I say good, I'm saying the ones who say we don't have all the answers. And if you're going rigid, and if you're doing structural dissociation, which will be clear to a smart mind, but the smart mind is only of the Zen master. Because the people who are not here, they are in groups. And they're looking at each other with this illusion of envy, jealousy, spy, you know, and they're judging a lot of things. So, uh, again, a limited consciousness doesn't recognize their own environment. They won't see that their community is not good for them. And the people who are yelling about it and shaming society and shaming others, they're not doing a good job at doing anything if they're not educating and they're doing trending sentences like the one guy i love the channel but i am not enamored with their sales pitch it's bullshit it has people clicking and then the interviewer actually focuses as this human being the uk police officer was actually talking about something important this dude kept leading them back to where they wanted to go 
to whatever idealization they have of what they're bringing, which was something different. I don't remember what the title of their episode was, but it was completely unimportant. And for the masses in a way of, you know, go watch a what, MMA fight? I don't actually think that that's a very beautiful thing to do. I mean, if you're doing it agonistically, and I can tell when somebody's enamored with it versus somebody who is feeling that they're, ah, I'm great and strong because I can do it. There's a whole difference between a person who's enamored by what they embody versus one who is using it to stroke their ego. And anyone who has any type of smarts will notice. Now, if you have true smarts, you notice yourself first of all. And you notice if you fall for shit, and that's what I see. A lot of people, they don't actually notice that. Now, the falling for shit is only of shame cycle because they have disconnected from oneness consciousness, pure consciousness. So they are looking to compete with each other because they don't, uncon they don't unconditionally love their own self with flaws and imperfections. When you do, here's the difference. Again, you're not competing. And so this word unfair it doesn't stick around with an emotion. When we get treated in ways that are unfair, we will know why. And whether it be vindictiveness, revenge, and we spite the cold shoulder, somebody upset at us. When children get pissy, because the oneness consciousness person will know we don't do anything. We continue to behave as we always have because our love is unconditional. And that is why people don't turn on each other and again this illusion of people turning on each other even if hypothetically it can take place nobody has turned on anybody for the person who's in pure consciousness because as we already read and i'll read it again and this is the part whenever somebody wants to talk to me about yoga and they say I'm a spirituality process and there's energy vampires, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go away now. Whether you call it a stone, a tree, an animal, a man, a demon, or the divine, everything is the same energy manifesting itself in a million different ways. And we actually know this from our hearts. And so that's why vindictiveness or vengefulness or manipulation will only lead a pure consciousness person to heartbreak and not in the way of gut wrench. No, it's pure sadness. It's actually something very straightforward and we will know exactly what to do every time it happens. How can I move? Thank you, family, to help me train and more than just train because, you know, once you've learned it, equanimity, oh, is it beautiful. How can I always be in my dharma? Because I don't have likes and dislikes in a way that are set in stone because I use my left and right mode, integrated minds, differentiated self. So we go beyond spirituality because we don't need spirituality to get here. We just use our human heart and say, wow, even when that heart gets broken, it's still beating because it's a muscle. And look, I'm using my brain in a way that is not loop thinking. So on that note, using your cortex very easy for those of us who, again, know what love is like and that evil doesn't exist, which is why when any tarot reader, for that matter, and 4D plane, they want to talk about people and the lack of expansion, mm, we're like, yeah, okay, you obviously don't see clearly, but you think you do. So let's hope there's less of you. And if there's not, well, we'll just keep trying to move with the people who go into their expansion. 
we like to support those who want to expand and so we work with those who are compassionate beyond a reason or inclined to be so they see the rainbow of colors they actually expand in a way that is beautiful because they know from their own heart that everyone has imperfections and flaws and they get to see how to dissolve their shame because they do take the unconditionally loving hands and the compassionate mirrors and they recognize my community isn't actually a community that loves me and it's okay though because I love my community and I know exactly why my community has unresolved trauma and attachment wounds and so there's a way that people will know about the system about the politics about the religion about all of it and we don't go and say let me battle any belief system what I was trying to get at those who are smart, they can use their brain to say, wait a minute, this is a charged emotion. I don't need to react to a belief that is different than mine, which is what the brain of the people who are still in shame, blame, fault, fault and revenge and adaptive children, they don't know how to differentiate. Oh, wait, I'm pissed because they just told me something opposite. Oh, but it's not a physical life threat. Brain, calm down. It's okay. The people who are getting help, psychopaths, sociopaths, narcissists, they need to know that there are people that know they're people like us and that if they're working with their traits and not sticking to projecting now, oh, I'm this, here's the list of the things that I am and here, let me tell you how to use the list of the things that I am. We're seeing some of that. But, you know, it is the middle ground. We're in the middle of moving and going beyond spirituality. And that's why morality is going to keep on coming forth, as will the flexible, adaptive, coherent, energized, stable brains of the 5D educators that are really great at how they explain everything. They don't insult their colleagues and they don't insult the system and they don't insult anyone. They speak very eloquently like the uk police ex-police officer he spoke very great his interviewer was not as optimal in my personal opinion because they led the conversation to where they wanted it to go which was almost like a little mma fight and that's just shitty because you know drama land man it's the limitation of something that no longer is a truth the whole cane and able is a story please disengage from adaptive child behavior it is not the optimal well-being of a human brain because that is what is called again a shame cycle now envy jealousy these are natural human emotions for those who are insecure for human beings who do not know how to handle themselves in their hearts like grown-ups yet oh and believe me the ones who stand like rocks Yes, if we flicked their nose, they'd come crumbling down. They would get vindictive very quickly and very soon because they literally want to uphold every single inch of the inflated ego they have because that was the only way they learned to stay alive. And unfortunately, they consistently do not regard their body's ease as something of value because it makes them feel yucky inside. And they don't know apparently what it means to have ventral vagal not even remotely close and they don't want to find out they're in a modulated embodied self and no matter how you share with them that that's not the healthy version because their body is now in a yellow or red basically they're under stress no no they're gonna keep on living that way um the sad part is that they do end up in spaces of low energy because your body is only going to 
hold up so far before it comes crashing down. These are sad truths for us. So I was thinking of a number of people I know that actually live a lifestyle like that. And I get concerned for their physical health. These are loved ones. And they consistently sit in their created personas. So see, this is how a person who's actually a spirituality and human person, we feel when we know somebody has what is called a compulsive maladaptive safety behavior because they didn't move beyond their unresolved trauma and insecure attachment wounds. All because they learned from the movies how to make human suffering and drama the land of their truth, and it's a whole bullshit. So the people who are psychopaths, they get help so they can get better and integrate. Same thing with sociopaths and narcissists and anybody who goes to good mental health professionals. This is why it's an honor to see good mental health professionals tell the bad mental health professionals, go get help and stop screwing with people's lives because you're fucking them up more than you should be and you shouldn't have a license. And you know what I do like about the system is that it's going to make sure that everything stays regulated. I'm okay with regulation. You know why? My intent is to help people, not hurt them. And I have faith in the people because I'm a people. So... Made for the people by the people. If for any reason, in any way, shape, or form, our adaptive children make it there, I don't, I highly doubt they will make it there. They're not as smart as they think they are because they're all blinded by their ego and the illusion of vindictive uh, and whatever else they think they're doing. Now, a lot of people think that popularity is winning. You know what's popular? The trending topic of yoga. And thank goodness we do have a guru out there. So, in the meantime, while people think that there's a group over here and a group over there, the ones of us who know that we're all one group, we can see the middle ground and we know that it's all going to be okay because the sweet spot is what life always finds. Why? Because life creates more life. That's why. It is an actual natural way and the only people who think that sacrifice has to be made are the same people who are blinded by their egos. They don't actually see the relationality of the relationality. And I forget sometimes too, which is where I get passion because I get protective of the human species. And I'm like, oh my God, are they going to make it? Are we going to make it? And then I was like, wait, I have a future life and more. So yes, we'll make it just fine. Um, on that note, I love all topics, spiritual, spirituality, the uh, lovely, lovely topic of love of Jesus, not the institutions. I leave them alone. The system is something different and the system is recalibrating and I already had seen uh, a lot of things that I began to put into the little boxes of, oh, now that's making sense. So here, I'll close out with this. Whenever I see hints from individuals that they expand to themselves, it's very much a beautiful, enriching day and they go beyond spirituality all the time when they do this because they awaken to their infinite higher human consciousness potential experience. When I see the system do the same, that's when I get happy too. So I saw this one thing, and I'm not going to get into specifics because it would create unnecessary uh, stuff, but when I saw this one thing, it happened in a specific way, actually two things. They were one close to the other, and I was like, oh... Now I got it. Okay, that's making a lot of sense. So here's where we will close out with this. As even a said guru will let you in on the fun fact of he gets nudged by Akash, the field of energy. It is consciousness. I don't use the word God because God has a place in history. 
And it is not what is going to keep moving forward. What is going to keep moving forward is energy. So this field of energy, which I, as a Reiki practitioner, do know how to channel and use. And those who are skeptical, they're going to only stay that way until a certain point because energy therapy is already being accepted and used and proven to work with people from afar and nearby. And it's not a belief system. It's actually energy. I'm, I'm just trying to break it. Energy. The word. Ener it is energy. I don't know all of the science behind it, but I can tell you that it helps. And some people say, well, it's the mind, whatever way you want to put it. Where your focus goes is where energy flows. And yes, consciousness, your intent. So there you go. Um, when I saw this one thing, I shared it with a couple of 4D people and they did not in any way, shape or form see what I was saying. But I did and I do still to this day. And in fact, I had already read that when 5D was getting implemented within our society, that we would have 3D, 4D people who would never move in and become on board. At first, I thought, nah, they can't say never because nah, it's not. And then I said, well, wait a minute. I'm starting to see. Okay, got it. So as long as people will project an ideology uh, and without noticing that they are in a monkey brain or a dull brain mindset, excuse me, or a butterfly mindset or a one siphon mindset or a I'm enamored with my own illumination mindset. So they have not conducted their entire uh, moving into pure consciousness yet. So they don't know how to be in what is known as a linearity with their energy body, their physical body, their mind body, their value body, this one's Vimaya Maya Kosha, or their heart body, which is Ananda Maya Kosha, which is pure essence. So until a person doesn't know how to be aligned in these five bodies and connected to oneness consciousness, they have not actually moved into anything of their spirituality process yet. And when human beings who don't do any yoga talk at all or the middle ground, okay, no spirituality or spiritual stuff, I'll put it this way, as long as they don't recognize their cognitive dissonance, confirmation bias, and that they're following people who have organized an ideology that fits whatever it is they think should be the way the world is so as long as they're not recognizing i want the world to be one way but i'm not the only human and wait a minute is it my well-being and their well-being am i thinking about air water and food for everyone in the world am i thinking about how my lovely government and other governments can work together in the world Am I thinking about being able to allow all humanity to consistently live on this planet? And hmm, let me keep on going with this. So if people exclude the whole world and humanity, well, we already know they're not in oneness consciousness. The ones of us who care about all humanity in the world, we're the ones who are dumb beyond a shadow of a doubt and in pink tainted glasses, apparently. No, we're not. We're actually the solution people. But again, uh, we're not shouting. So we, we, we don't like shouting like that. We like uh, making jokes and actually using information to say evil doesn't exist. But if you find it, it will be most likely a person who has shame, fault, blame and or revenge. So yes, they might get vindictive. They might have envy, jealousy, spite. But if their intent is to move into 
the expanded version of themselves, so to move into their spirituality process as a human who has a human experience, then they will know to get married with unconditional love because that's what pure consciousness is. And the word that was given to me with pure consciousness, let me go grab it so that anyone who is in any way, shape, or form aware of Purusha and Prakriti. So 5D people like myself, and especially if you've always been Purusha, I've only known unconditional love with my own flaws and imperfections. And Prakriti, oh, it's kept on growing and growing. It's amazing, my energy body. So if you want to be here, keep on coming back for more inner growth mindset, more smart ass topics in a good way because, you know, those of us who are life sensitive, we do know how to take a joke and more and we know who is the real deal and Zen masters and who are the bad following a leader that's not leading them quite well yet. But we're all bad. FYI, I'm one too. So there you go. Following the leader, though, of pure consciousness is very different. So it's always going to be love and to support humanity to the future, not to the past. Have a wonderful day.